0: Hello, and welcome to AI Unfiltered with me, Ian Bowie, and our resident expert, Michael Stormbaum, where we will be talking about everything to do with AI in our modern digital society and what the future holds for all of us.
1: In this episode, we'll explore some examples of using AI for the common good.
0: And, and it would seem actually that there is quite a lot of
1: good that AI can do. Well, for sure. We have a tendency to focus on all the negative aspects of AI on this podcast, but definitely there are no i don't think we do i think we, we well to some extent <laughs> so so a little bit but no i mean we, we 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 find
0: the holes in some people's
1: thinking indeed and there's a lot of hype and i think it's a good thing to look beyond the hype yeah absolutely yeah
0: yeah but yes ai for good i mean um you've got quite a few
1: examples i believe indeed and uh, i mean we can start talking about ai for wildlife conservation it's, uh, or wildlife monitoring, rather, so you could monitor, for Now, time. I think you have a particular company in mind that you've met, haven't you? There's a Polish company called Absalon. We have no association with them. We just want to highlight a company using AI for good, and we'll be sure to highlight other companies too in this podcast as we encounter them. And they have developed an app called Mbasa AI, which is used for wildlife conservation and tracking. And in national parks in Gabon in Central Africa, for example, they use uh, computer vision to analyze millions and millions of images from cameras stationed throughout the parks, and uh, it would take years and years for a human being to go through these images and analyze them, which makes timely intervention where needed rather difficult. But using computer vision, images can be analyzed and classified much, much faster and more accurately as well, which allows for more timely analysis, for example finding signs of disease in animals in the images, and providing vital information on the animal populations of endangered animals for conservation purposes.
0: Well, I suppose it can also um, monitor the effects of changing habitats.
1: Well, that does well, yeah. to be sure.
0: Yeah. So if we get some unscrupulous loggers chopping down um, a whole load of forest, then we can immediately see what effects that has on the resident animal population.
1: Yeah, in a national park in Zambia, AI is used to help prevent poaching by helping in surveillance using cameras and computer vision as well, and then generating alarms when action need to be taken. As well, this doesn't, you know, replace human beings or take away human re- human responsibility for. Well, no, I mean, I suppose
0: you can have a lot of information about um, poachers and poaching patterns, but you've still got to put the
1: rangers on the ground to go and sort out the poachers themselves. Well, uh, indeed. So, I yeah. mean, there's no, well, maybe that's the next step. You have those drones that go out and take out the poachers. Well, that, yeah, <laughs> now that would be <laughs> nice, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That, that would be the next step, sort of automatic, automatic punishment instead.
0: <laughs> yeah. Instant zapping of poachers. Yes. That would be very yeah. cool. Course you could always just give the monkeys a machine gun. You could. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then when the poachers come in they're gonna get a real shock, aren't they? Yeah, so this particular example was around around uh African elephants who mm. do not have opposable thumbs, but
0: <laughs> you 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 could put Heat sensing <laughs> fifty millimeter machine guns on top of the elephant that
1: automatically. <laughs> the only thing that can stop a poacher with a gun is a monkey with a gun. A monkey <laughs> with a gun. <laughs> <stopped>. <laughs> it's
0: like that scene out of Crocodile Dundee where he he got dressed up in a uh, in a in a kangaroo skin when there were these nutters from the town shooting kangaroos, and then he popped up in their headlights looking like a kangaroo with a with a rifle. Scared
1: the living daylights out of them. So they could have a AI robot, like... Hiding in the mist like a a robotic elephant. Yeah, I mean, it's probably
0: going to come to that. I mean, it's like you said, you know, um, perhaps one day with poachers, you actually deploy um, these drones. Yeah, why not? But of course, the, the, the problem with poaching is, of course, you've got to look... It's like crime, which it is a crime, but you've got to look into the causes of it. And, sure. and, and you know, the, these poachers, um, for the most part, they're just poor
1: farmers. Yeah, I mean, no one is doing it for the joy of... No. It. Well, okay, hunter, some hunters do, but...
0: Yeah, well, some of them do, yeah, but they're predominantly white, privileged, overweight males yeah. who are just doing it for sport and paying for the privilege, yeah. Yeah. Scumbags, but yeah. no, um, the the actual can go after them, yeah. yeah no. But the, the, you yeah. know, the actual local poachers on the ground um, are, are, are often because they, I they think, have uh, no choice, really. Yeah. No, they've got no choice. They're trying to feed their families. You know, yeah.
1: yeah. So, I mean, you always have to look at the big picture in that sense. That's... yes, absolutely. Yeah,
0: I think that's um, probably where actually most governments fail is they 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 look at the crimes, but they're not looking
1: so much at the causes of the crimes um and dealing with that no but also protecting against poaching of of elephants and also uh fishing so guarding against illegal fishing right and then using a wide range of different types of, of sensors as well so thermal thermonuclear, i was about to say but <laughs> the thermal imagery <laughs> imagery and <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean you can cover a lot more ground with these technologies than, yes. than human human yeah, monitoring. Yeah, so I think
0: that's the, well i suppose they um, act um, more quickly as well. Yes,
1: because you can, you can go straight to where you need to go. So I think that's the...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or just instant zapping of bad guys. I mean, I suppose there's AI for good as well. Um, making the streets of cities safer. Because you've got, you know, your facial recognition. Well, uh, we're we're coming into
1: RoboCop territory here with (laughs) that.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, personally, you know, if you're not a bad guy, and as long as AI facial recognition is, let's say, 99.999% accurate, then why wouldn't we want it on our side working for us to take the bad guys off the streets? What crimes does it protect against? (laughs) Well, I mean, for example, if the police have got somebody that they know is wanted...
1: Yeah, but what wanted for what? I mean, there's also the question… Who cares? Well, I mean, uh, like, oh my God, that guy was uh, smoking a joint over there. I think that's a… then you send a Robocop on it. That that sounds uh, that excessive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, but… I mean, it's still about uh, what laws are on the books and how they're (laughs) enforced as well. Yeah, the seriousness
0: of the offence and the… Yes. Yeah. Frequency of the offence and how many offences the offender has committed and everything else. Well, yeah, you'd have to put all that into the system, wouldn't you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But uh, but again, you can't. There are still human beings in the process, and that needs to be. yeah There are the human beings who decides the laws at the moment. Yes. Maybe the. Well, we're coming back to the AI dictator episode but AI <laughs> writing legislation. Yeah. No, but I was just
0: thinking about AI <laughs> for good. Yeah. And AI for good
1: automatically means taking out the bad, doesn't it? Or mitigating the effects of the bad.
0: Well, yeah. Maybe. Okay.
1: We're perhaps getting a bit off topic if we're not talking about the surveillance state and monitoring human activity. Well, if there are people who just want to break the law, then I think the only solution is to have no laws. <laughs> oh problem my sol- goodness. Problem solved, yes.
0: All oh, right, great. And then you can do whatever you want.
1: That's called anarchy. Yeah, but then there are no laws for them to break, is there?
0: Well, yeah, no, but then, <laughs> then, then, then you have to fall back on... on on basic human morality, which is also highly questionable. Actually, there's there's a point. If we talk about AI for good, I mean, what what about AI for good in terms of controlling traffic? Um, For example, what about if cars would have some kind of sensor that would detect if a driver has driven through a red light and then they could automatically, I don't know, Kill the car engine or possibly even the driver. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I feel like we are <laughs> taking to the death penalty a little bit too fast. <laughs> no, <I'm just. laughs>
0: Driving through a red light, yes. instant death penalty, yeah. But I mean, I've, I've always um, had the idea that, for example, um, eventually technology is going to come to cars that, for example, if you break the speed limit in the city, somehow the car will report that back to. The central traffic control
1: center which will automatically generate a ticket that could be a possibility but you don't Uh, even need to have it in in the car I mean there are all those speed cameras which work the way they work yeah but everybody knows where they are yeah but I mean if they're everywhere then there's no place to hide or you could have sensors in the roads yeah that would be quite
0: good because I mean something
1: yeah because I mean that's in principle how many how many traffic lights already work that there are sensors in the road to determine and control the, the yeah. traffic lights that way.
0: And then if you're driving too fast, a big spike comes up out of the road. And
1: yes, <laughs> straight up your bum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was more thinking about using the sensors to optimize the <laughs> traffic flow. <but> <laughs> yeah. Optimizing road safety. But again, we're, yeah. we're talking
0: about first world problems here. I mean, I think the developing world is is where perhaps the more pressing problems um, exist. I
1: mean, for example, food security. Food security, um, yes. So, I mean, optimizing food distribution or- Food distribution, op- optimize, but also farming, farming practices. Farming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, that you have the optimal amount of, of seeds spread um, that you're not using too much or too little fertilizer. Yeah.
1: One of the sort of example apps of uh, of uh, TensorFlow, which is one of these uh, frameworks for mm. machine learning. So that's that's an app where you classify. So you take pictures of of your plants, mm. and then it classifies whether it has a particular type of disease or not. And then if it has the disease, then you can do something about it. You can you can step in and treat right. the plants before. Yeah. Them. Yeah. No. Perfect. For example. So I mean, that's a pretty straightforward in that sense mm. image classification. Yeah. Yeah and then, yeah.
0: yeah. And perhaps also AI for water security. I think, you know, the, 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 it can monitor um, how water is being used.
1: Yes. And then it can be yeah. optimized. And I mean, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you you, you could actually have AI enabled smart sensors in people's homes as well. So, you know, you can sort of monitor how much water individual households are using.
1: That, that's how I get my my water bill at least. It's uh, based exactly on how much I've used
0: yeah, the the water in, in in this association is averaged out over the whole association. So, of course, you have got people who are a little bit complain because, you know, you've got a household of one or two, particularly older people, and then you've got a young household of you know like mum dad and two or three kids, and of course, you automatically know that they're, they're really more, using yeah, a hell sure. of a lot more water than um, the the old people.
1: Yeah. Um, so, in my building before the renovation, it yeah. was a. Fixed price per that's right, person yeah. well, who lives in... Well, that, that's, yeah. that's,
0: that's what we have now. Yeah. Um, but I think... It, well, of course, it would be fair. Yeah. Well, but it's it's not just that, though, is it? I mean, it's, it's also like, for example, um, an awful lot of water is, is, is lost through leakage. So, you know, having sensors that can detect leaks and then the quantity of water being lost... I, yeah, through, yeah absolutely, sure. yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, coming back to, to critters, so, I mean save the bees mm. the world bee project i mean it's been said that if the bees go extinct then uh the then we are thoroughly fucked. well and we they, are I yeah, yeah. The, they, they pollinate the everything don't they? they
0: yeah and no more honey is not very funny no indeed not so mm. they are
1: rather important species in the ecosystem. very much so if so. They, if they go away then we are
0: without the bees what am i going to put on my on my uh, porridge in the morning no honey
1: yeah, it's not, I think it, mm. <laughs> other aspects to that one as well, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, they they, they, they they pollinate everything. I mean, forget your apples because the yeah. bees can't pollinate the blossom. Forget quite a bit of food. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, we're screwed. Save the bees, people. Yes.
1: Be kind to bee week. Basically data gathering through right. various means and yeah. then using that to basically analyze analyze hives and identifying patterns and, and trends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. I Absolutely.
1: Enough to to save the bees, so to speak. But I, I guess. Uh,
0: well, I yeah. Think, but uh, again, <laughs> you, you said the analyze and collect data and analyze data. Yeah. But, but then you, there needs to be action.
1: Yes. So I think that's the. So when we when we did research for this episode, I think it's a lot about just collecting data, hmm. analyzing the data, but then it's still a human being that need to do something yes. with the data. So it's not in that sense. There's no automatic bee saber. Oh human beings, beings need yes.
0: to, to act.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, well, that, yeah. that, that is the problem though. And, it, you know, okay, you can you can have all the data in the world and you can even have analysts who analyze and, yeah. and, and, and formulate plans for action, but without collective mass action on behalf of, you know, whole societies, there will be no change.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, climate change is case in point because yeah. we very well damn know what we need to do. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but nobody's doing it. Yeah. Or not enough people are doing yeah. it. This and is the problem. Another example where AI is using real climate, those different climate models that we hear, hear yes. about. Yes. So using AI to, to create those. But yeah. again, if the human beings don't act on the information they get, then...
0: Then they don't. I mean, yeah. well, not enough human beings act. No,
1: indeed not. Indeed not. Yeah. I mean, even the latest COP27 was a bit of a cop-out, wasn't it? Yeah. No, but I mean, the same, same applies to world hunger, somewhere we can use all these technologies to, to analyze patterns. Yeah, and, but then we do nothing. But if we don't do anything, we did that. I think that's the... Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's certainly a role for AI in helping us do good things, but it's still up to us to do the good. Yeah.
0: I mean, all right. Uh, another good
1: good example is that we
0: we know that um, on mass as a species, we should move more towards a plant-based diet than a meat-based diet. Yeah.
1: There's no secret there. I mean, no. we know, that cows are very, very
0: exactly, bad yeah. for the environment. Um, yeah. And yet meat
1: consumption is only increasing. Yeah. And then another thing is, of course, the world population. And we just passed 8 billion. Well, yeah, but I think we know
0: that there are just far too many people in the world. I mean, that, that, that is the single biggest problem with the whole world. It's not um, lack of resources, um, you know, lack of access to clean water, food, etc. Simply, there are far too many people on the planet. Yeah. Yes, that's it.
1: I mean, now that we have this cost of living, crisis Crisis and Mm. of course the price of electricity i mean which which of course hits quite a lot of people Mm. very badly but uh, i guess one positive aspect that we can find in that is that people are maybe a bit more conscious about their electricity usage yeah and investing in yeah like ways to monitor your electricity usage so you can optimize it and minimize Mm. it yeah well that's true yeah so i mean even i mean yes of course for many people it's about living from hand to mouth i'm absolutely not saying. Mm. That, but if, if something good can come out of that, then maybe more consciousness yep. about yep. about how much electricity. Yeah, you no, use that, and that, and that would very much uh, be a posit- positive it. thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: So I maybe mean, because that's very much something you can do. You can you can get the, for example, what what is the electricity price at this point, mm. and then you can automate it so it controls your your heaters, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or push it so that that sort of thing you can do.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, to what extent it will lower the electricity usage is another matter, but at least
0: <laughs> well, of course, I mean, yeah. it's, it's quite difficult, especially as we're going into winter. I mean, yeah. of course, it can control things like you know lights, um, but I mean, if you think about you know how warm you keep your house in winter, then then you know, I mean, there are there are limits as yeah. as, as to what you can do with your heating. Obviously, you know, if if, if you've got um, monitors that have detected a lack of human activity in a room for a certain number of hours or whatever, it could perhaps, you know, turn the heating right down. Um, and, and, and then suddenly if, you know, there's suddenly humans in the room again, the, the heating can go back up again. But, you know, in the rooms where there are human beings, y- y- especially when they're older people, you, you, you know, they have to have the heating at a certain
1: level. That is absolutely true, Simon. So mean, um, there are but, limits to what you yeah.
0: can do. But then, of course, having said that, you know, if you've got a big enough house, um, you might decide, okay, we're not going to use certain rooms and just shut the heating off in those rooms. Yeah, indeed, Simon, so in, yeah. in essence, optimizing Absolute. consumption. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. As they did back in the day.
1: Yeah. We've only scratched the surface in this episode. AI and accessibility is an important topic, for example, that we have discussed in previous episodes and which we will surely come back to in future episodes as well. But yes, I mean there's definitely tons of potential to use AI for for good. And I mean, for example, we were talking about screenings and wildlife monitoring, conservation. Yeah. Food safety.
0: Food safety. Water safety. Water safety safety and and also access as well.
1: But AI is just a tool. Yeah. And it's up to human beings to use the tool for good.
0: You've been listening to me, Ian Bowie, and my colleague
1: Michael Stormbum
0: on AI Unfiltered and for more episodes please go to aiunfiltered.com. Thank you.